Welcome back, football fans. I cannot wait to get this season rolling. I can't tell you how excited I was to get to watch the Vanderbilt Commodores play a football game this weekend. Do you know how much that means coming from an avid Georgia fan? I was ecstatic to turn on the television and watch the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors play the Vanderbilt Commodores. We've waited long enough. Football is back. College football is back. Now let's get things rolling. Today I just want to talk about a quick week zero recap. Just going over four of the big games that I paid attention to. The games that I watched and had a little stake in as well. First game we're going to talk about is the University of Southern California getting the victory over San Jose State 56-28. My biggest takeaway from this game is this is the same old story. It's the same old song and dance. It's the same Lincoln Riley team that he's had the past God knows how long where he has a superstar quarterback. And I'll talk about Caleb Williams here in a second. But they gave up 400 yards of offense to San Jose State. I understand it's, it's technically week zero. It's their week one. It's week zero. You're coming out of fall camp. You're still rusty, still, you know, a little sore from all the workouts. I get it. But they gave up 200 rushing yards and 200 passing yards to San Jose State. San Jose State is not a Pac-12 team. It is not a Big 12 team, a Big 10 team. Big 10 team that they're going to be playing next year, I believe. Um, so if they don't get their defense sorted out quick, it's not looking good for USC in the next couple of years. I don't know how they're going to stop anyone in the Big Ten from hanging 900 yards on them. The only thing that will stop those teams is the end zone on the other side. That's enough crapping on USC. They did play fantastic on offense, and that's because of Mr. Caleb Williams. That guy is unreal. He was 18 of 25 for 278 yards and four touchdowns. The yardage is pretty crazy. People are just desensitized to big passing games. But the four touchdowns, that first touchdown that he threw is one of the craziest throws I think I've ever seen in my entire life. He is rolling to the right, pressure in his face, pressure on his right. He might have seven dudes surrounding him. I don't, it, it was so cluttered. How he's able to see this and make this throw is insane to me. And just off his back foot, with no room to step into the throw, fires a rifle from the 12-yard line. The 12-yard line. And it's caught at the opposing 40-yard line. This dude just on his back foot, couldn't step into the throw, just kind of whips it while he's under duress. 50 yards downfield, 48 yards downfield for a touchdown. Or what would be a touchdown. This guy is absolutely insane. My notes literally just say, Caleb Williams is supernatural. That's it. That's all. That's the point. That's the whole point. That guy is freaky. I would not be surprised if he is the first quarterback and the first player since Archie Griffin to win back-to-back -back Heismans or win two Heismans. I would not be surprised at all because this kid is absolutely insane and I can't wait to watch him play this season. Can't wait to watch him in college or the NFL. 
Next up, I wanted to break down the Notre Dame game. A lot of people were uh, hyping up Navy going into this. You know, everyone likes to bash on Notre Dame, and I get it. I get it. They've disappointed throughout uh, bowls and playoffs and BCS and FBS and whatever. But wow. Quite a different game from the USC game, huh? 42 to 3 victory over Navy in Dublin, Ireland. That was it was just dominance on the lines of scrimmage from Notre Dame. Uh, dominance in all aspects of the game, really. If you look at Navy's total yards, they had 170 total yards. That's passing and rushing. And I know they run a, a bit of an option offense, so you don't expect a ton of passing yards or a ton of yards in general, but 170 total to Notre Dame's 191 rushing only. Notre Dame ran the ball for 191 yards, and that's not even the highlight of the game. The highlight of the game is transfer quarterback Sam Hartman going 19 for 23, 251 yards and four touchdowns. He was more efficient than Caleb Williams, not quite the yardage, but he also doesn't have the horses in the receiving room. Same amount of touchdowns. Sam Hartman was electric. He was surgical against Navy on Saturday. I have been very high on Sam Hartman since he came out of high school. Shout out QB1. Fantastic show. Please come back to us. But I've been a huge fan of Sam Hartman because of that show. I'll give you that. And he has yet to fall short of expectations. He has balled out every step of the way. And he is transferred to Notre Dame now. And he continues to do so. This is a big, physical Notre Dame team. They've got the guy behind center. I'm very excited to see what they can do. I know everyone's going to say, oh, Notre Dame's overrated. No one's putting him number one in the in the polls, okay? No one's saying Notre Dame is the best team in the country. I'm saying Notre Dame could make some splashes this season, and they could, they could certainly turn some heads this season. Third game I wanted to shout out was uh, the game I mentioned in the introduction. Vanderbilt sneaks past the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors. Oh, what a game. This was, it looked like the, uh, the old backyard football games on the Wii and GameCube. Vanderbilt Stadium is still being rebuilt. Their scoreboard was held up by two cranes. I mean, if that is not the perfect analogy for the football team that they put out on the field that night, I don't know what is. Their quarterback, A.J. Swan, A.J. Swan went 19 of 30, 258 yards, three touchdowns, Great game from him. Great game. Great game. Not super efficient, but pretty efficient. They did have a kick return touchdown. Um, Rushing-wise, this does factor in sack yardage, which I don't like. But rushing-wise, rushing, rushing wise, they went for 26 carries for 39 yards and a touchdown. That's quick math for you, so you don't have to. That's right around a yard and a half per tote. And I'm not sure if you know this, but if you get – four carries. So let's say they go first, second, third, and fourth down running the ball and they get one and a half yards. They'll get six yards and they won't go anywhere. So that's not great, especially as an SEC offense playing against the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors. I just like saying that, I think. But 
to me, the highlight of this game. Now, I don't know whether Vandy is going to be that bad this year. I don't know whether Hawaii is going to be sneaky good this year. I don't know what that game told us, but it was a great matchup. And it definitely told us that uh, Braden Shager is legit. The quarterback at Hawaii, 27 completions on 35 attempts, 351 yards and three touchdowns. He did have two pretty costly interceptions. I wouldn't say they gave Vanderbilt the victory, but you know, in a, in a tight one possession game like that, you never like to see two turnovers from your quarterback. But the kid stood in the pocket, showed a lot of heart, a lot of grit. He fought and fought and fought. And that Hawaii team was a lot of fun to watch, man. I know if, if I see them on TV again, I'm gonna watch I'm gonna watch the game. I don't care who they're playing. That was a lot of fun. Braden Shager was electric. That receiving core, electric. They were the smaller team and they just didn't care. They took it to Vanderbilt. And I mean, as a Georgia fan, I love to see it. I don't have anything against Vanderbilt, but you know. It's Vanderbilt. I like I like when they get pummeled. So I did enjoy that game. It was a good hard fought game. I want to see more out of both teams. Very excited to watch Hawaii going forward, though. The last game I wanted to recap was Louisiana Tech receiving a gift of a win from FIU. This game was pretty hard to watch. It was it was pretty much the opposite of that Vanderbilt-Hawaii game where there's electricity back and forth, fireworks back and forth. They're just slugfests. This one was uh, painful. Louisiana Tech won 22-17. Hank Bachmeyer did throw for 330 yards and a touchdown on 44 attempts. He completed 34 of those. He was pretty efficient. Rushing-wise, Louisiana Tech went for 114 yards on 30, 39 attempts and a touchdown. But for me, the stakes I had in this game, I'm not going to say I did or didn't take Grayson James, the FIU quarterback, in rushing yards. Uh, but if I had taken him over 17 and a half rushing yards, I was pretty excited to check the stats about halfway through the game and see he had 35 yards. But then you can imagine my disappointment when I get home, turn the game on, and FIU is just stalling. It's three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out. Just punts, punts, punts. Grayson James, their quarterback, completed five passes for four yards on 14 attempts. He had more completions than he had yards. He had a couple of negative completions, which I didn't see. I'm assuming there were screens that were blown up. But that in itself is impressive because they're not an option offense. The Navy quarterback against Notre Dame passed more efficiently for more yardage than Grayson James. And FIU runs more of a run and shoot spread offense. They don't run the option like Navy does. The announcers during the game even said, now if you're looking at the statistics of this game, you're probably thinking the FIU is running some sort of modern option offense. And they're not. Then what What were they running? I really couldn't tell you, but it was hard to watch. They did run the ball pretty well against Louisiana Tech. They had 180 yards on 30 carries. It was 178 yards. They, they need benefit of the doubt. Let's give them 180 on 30 attempts and two touchdowns. But as someone who hasn't followed FIU all throughout 
the off season, I, I didn't know what to expect, but I know it wasn't that. That is not what I was expecting from any Division I offense against any Division I defense. The Navy did a hundred times better than that against Notre Dame. Any one of these teams that played on Saturday could walk out against the University of Georgia or the University of Alabama next week and do better than FIU was able to do against Louisiana Tech this Saturday. So I don't know what they got going on. I don't know if they're going to make a change at quarterback. I don't know if it even matters at this point. I'm not going to write them off for the season. Hopefully the guys rattle off 11 straight wins. You never know. But, oh my lord, that game really upset me. And that was coming right off the heels of this Vandy-Hawaii game. Can you believe that they killed my mood that much? Unbelievable. But this is a... These were the four games that I had the most investment in. This is my quick, rapid Week 0 recap. I have my yearly predictions and conference predictions coming out soon. I also plan on having a Week 1 preview out before the games this weekend. So stay tuned for that. Please like, subscribe, wherever you're watching. Thank you so much for tuning in. I really can't express how much it means to me. Thank you all. Good night.